like the greatest now I'm like the greatest now looking like what is going on ladies and gentlemen we are back it's a little bit of an upsetting time because we are technically winding down with the NFL season we got three games left I don't count the Pro Bowl I'm sure my uh, my good friend Rob doesn't hear either but Rob wild weekend divisional round playoff we kind of predicted some things to happen there were some um crazy blowouts i guess we can call that within the eagles uh, i know we were calling or y'all were calling that a blowout after uh after the first half but uh my good friend rob how are you sir did you uh did you have a good weekend did you enjoy all the games dylan i'm great man i uh i did i did enjoy it i got to watch a couple you know, games in full, and it was nice just to jump back into the sports world and just to see it. You know, overall, it was a great weekend for me. Got to hang out with my lady on Saturday. Uh, that's Hell always yeah. a great time. Um, I had the best duck I've ever had in my life, Dylan. I had duck confit from a place yes. called Ritz Cafe in Forsyth, okay. Georgia. And uh, shout out to them, man. Incredible. Had some tuna, uh, seared ahi tuna as well, so... Overall, a W weekend, the Eagles won. What more do you want, man? The best food, the best girl, the best, you know, team in the world. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, it was great, <laughs> Dylan. I'm just really excited to get into this because we have got a lot to talk about after a wild divisional weekend. We do have a lot to talk about. And um, speaking of um, talking about, uh, I'm going to give a good little, uh, quick little shout out Uh to my main man, uh, Julian Applebaum. He is the coordinator slash scouting um, affiliate with the Los Angeles Clippers. Our good friend Shane Worf had a good time talking him up with uh, this week, this past weekend, and uh, I'm sure at Atlanta Barber Shop. Um, told me that Julian's a pretty avid listener. So, cheers, Julian. I appreciate you listening in. Everything keeps going well with you over there in LA. Who knows? Maybe y'all are about to make some moves over uh, over in La La Land. I'm sure definitely going to talk about it. But, yeah, man, you're right. I just wanted to get that uh, quick little shout-out in. Let's get into these games, man. So, yes, sir. Rob, bro, I mean, I was saying last week that Trevor Lawrence is, he's not there with Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Well, excuse me, I guess the correct order would be Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, but you know, he's he's kind of nipping at the heels there. And, you know, you said it in the group text. If Agnew doesn't fumble that ball right when they're right when they're about to score, man, like that would have instantly taken the momentum. Obviously, the biggest concern for the the most of storyline for this was is going to be Patrick Mahomes injury. But I'm watching this game, man. I'm like, all right, Pat Mahomes injury aside. I'm loving what I'm seeing with these Jags. They're, they're 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 fighting like they know it's a playoff game. They know they have nothing to lose. They're basically just playing with house money, bro. Like you know, we said it, and we're kind of starting to see it now, especially during the playoffs. And now going into year two with Dougie P, Trevor Lawrence is. Rob, the Jags are looking to be the AFC South champions for the foreseeable future as of now. What'd you take away from all that? Dylan, you, you didn't say a, a false word, my friend. I mean, basically 
you know, that's exactly what's going on here. Trevor Lawrence is just so much fun to watch. Doug Peterson, those guys believe in him. The team believes in Trevor Lawrence and the coach. And Trevor Lawrence still in at 6'5", his size. I think he's like 6'5", 220, 230. Mm. Uh, he's quick. He's agile. He's got a live arm. Sunshine is just fun to watch, man. And the fact that he's in the Sunshine State, I mean, he's given the people of Jacksonville something to cheer about because we know it's not the city and we know it's not the stadium. You know, I've driven by that thing. It's it's kind of an isolated place, but if he can inject some life into that franchise and that city, and I think Shad Khan is still the owner. I mean, he's got to like what he's seeing with these recent moves. Again, you alluded to it, Dylan. They were a Jamal Agnew fumble away from this really being a three-point game. So for all those people out there, and I've heard about three of them that I could hear, they were like, oh, man, the Chiefs blew away the Jags. What game were you watching? Yeah, like, what game? game? Yeah. It, it was a 10-point game or a 7-point game for the majority of the game. So you had a game that was well in hand. Um, nobody blew anybody out. The Mahomes injury, you know, definitely made me think the Jags had it in their grasp. But really, when Chad Henney comes in, he's such a uh, veteran, such a professional and Andy Reid just coaches them right through like a 90-yard drive to kind of take hold of that game. I mean, you know, hats off to the Jags, but the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do, man. They're just better. And, yeah, you already mentioned Big Red. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you haven't heard by now, Andy Reid is the only coach in the NFL to win 10-plus playoff games in two in two organizations. And it, it definitely has come to that I mean, yeah, Chad Haney, what is he, like, almost 40 at this point? Just a backup, just hanging out with Pat Mahomes, Matt Nagy, Brett Veach, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, just kicking back, just, like, get the best job, front row seats, Pat Mahomes. It's definitely (laughs) a good feel, man. But, um, again, Rob, I know people are going to just take a lot away from this. Okay, the Chiefs are ready, but – I'm watching this game and I'm just I'm so fixated on the Jags, man. Like, can you imagine you if they be. were to get Michael uh, Mayer from Notre Dame or another like badass tight end, or if they get another receiver? Bro, they have Calvin Ridley coming back next year with their team. Yeah, I mean we we're sleeping on that addition. Think about what they did. They did more with less. We talk about these teams that do addition by subtraction. Look what the Giants did by gelling, by getting rid of the cancers. The Jags did the same thing. You haven't produced. You're out of here. Let's sign some guys that can play. It's a little bit of money ball is what it seems like. We're going to bring in Christian Kirk, analytics guys, kind of taking a hold of this thing. He catches the ball. (laughs) Right. There's a big one. He That's has a really important in this league. Yeah. yeah. You've got Dylan, you've got me fully on board for the Trevor Lawrence hype train. After seeing his performance in this one, he wasn't afraid of the environment. No stage is too big for him. And yeah, the Saturday record fell by the wayside. Mm. Dylan, I think you're Damn. right. I think you're right. You know, the, who who can they compete with in the South? The Titans, they're looking at, at the difference between Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. And I'm sorry, but early returns on that are eh, a little dicey. Men would be an improvement. Yeah. So, we'll see. You're right. We will see. We'll see about another team you just mentioned here a little while ago, these Giants, and uh, they obviously, uh, their Cinderella story has completely come to an end. Um, I think the biggest question from this entire game, for me personally, Rob, was, okay, what is Daniel Jones' number? Like, what Mm. is... 
what are they going to pay him and what is he expecting? Because now I'm not saying it's going to get like Lamar Baltimore, like standoffish when it comes to money, but you know, you've been through contract negotiations. So have I, anyone who listens here, anyone who's been on the, the leverage side or the one who's simply just accepting the contracts when it just involves money, man, like, Shit gets weird from time to time. Like, you know, you think you're worth a little bit more. They think you're worth this and they're sticking, you know, a little bit with the bottom line. You know, how much does the day ball effect coming into? Uh, obviously, there was a report today that Saquon wants about 15 plus million, which is insane. You know, just so, I mean, I was watching that game. Now, I, as I told you, my phone died as an unresponsible adult for about two hours. But uh, <laughs> once it got back on, I was able to catch the second half. But obviously, as you and Justin alluded to, no need to watch it. So I had to go back to see what got y'all that 28 to nothing lead. And yeah, pretty much what you expect. Just the talent gap was wide. Jalen Hurts, he may not be 100%, but 85% looks pretty damn good. Um, Eagles are rolling right now into the the NFC Championship, but again, I'm sitting there watching that game, just like, all right, well, if you're going to keep Daniel Jones, how much are you realistically going to pay him? That's something I'm really interested to just kind of just play out to. But as an Eagles fan, if you can if you can have an unbiased opinion, more likely you probably gained it after the first half. <laughs> you're like, okay, let's probably, <laughs> all right, like let's look at this as a zero to zero perspective, and all right, let's just you know, just look at it from a black and white perspective. But what did you take away from this? Are you feeling confident going in uh, with San Fran? What's, uh, I mean, t- take me through your mind process, Rob. Okay. I-, I would love to Dylan. So for me, you know, this game was, it-, it was entertaining until it wasn't right. I'm always a fan of a close game. You don't want it so close that your butthole kind of clinches up. You just can't breathe. You got this anxiety that girls are always talking about, right? We don't have that, but they have it all the time. You don't want that close, but you don't want 28, nothing a half, right? You're kind of like, man. Second round, you're right. It, the the you know, elite eight, like these, these right. are supposed to be pretty competitive. It's I, supposed I get to be it. pretty competitive. It. This is, this is. This is a little bit of they are who we thought they were, right? That's what we said about Tampa. Yeah. They they kind of were who we thought they were. However, the Giants had a defense that had, you know, really made some noise. They'd gotten starters back at Dory Jackson, so they had some nice pieces. Ojalari plays, Thibodeau plays. Well, guess what, Dylan? They ran into the stone fortress that is number 65, Lane Johnson. It is so I good alluded to, to this. Him back. He didn't give up a so sack. Good. He didn't give up a pressure. He didn't give up a sniff. He didn't give up a hey, how you doing? They weren't going to touch Jalen with sixty-five on the right side. Abdominal strain, hernia, whatever he's got, doesn't matter. He's ready to play. Shoot the big guy up. Let him go out there. That was the, the story of the game for me, Dylan. Was domination in the trenches on the defensive line and the offensive yeah. line. They made the pocket just uncomfortable enough for DJ to miss some throws. And look, that's what the Eagles D-line does. It's not this, oh, Daniel Jones had a terrible game. They're just, he was uncomfortable. The Giants were uncomfortable from the moment go, and it showed. Hats off to Dayball, man. I'm not here to, to throw shade at the Giants. They had a great season. They outperformed and overperformed everyone's expectations. The future is bright, but like you said, what I'm taking away from this is we've got a hard matchup, but really, what is Daniel Jones worth to you? Because in this day and age, it's hard to find a competent quarterback. In my opinion, he's competent. Rob, if I can get him on like a two-year, I don't know, 
40, $50 million deal, maybe even a little less. Okay. That gives me some flexibility. That gives him basically another prove it year, you know, a second year with Dayball. Uh, if you do sign back Saquon, you know, if the number's right, you know, hopefully all of your receivers are back healthy. If not, draft another receiver in this upcoming draft or the later rounds as well or test the free agency market. But, you know, you mentioned just everything with the Eagles, man. Just I, I want to square back to that. <laughs> Bro, when they're on, they're on. Like, Fun to watch. It really is. It, Howie, we, I mean, we've said it countless times on the spot. Howie has, Howie's built the team, especially a team that can contend in late January. And it is, it's looking pretty good right now. It really is, right? Like, I mean, y'all, I know how you and Justin talk about the city of Philly, and even John talks a little bit about it as well. How just like the, the, the buzz in the city, like the air feels different. And, who knows? Maybe I need to get myself up to uh, Philly to watch a game. I'll tell you another game that I probably should have been at and pro- definitely want to go see him live at one point. And that's Mr. Uh, Joe Snow. Mr. Joe Burr. Mr. Man. Bro, I-, I-, I said it last week. I hated picking against him. But with three offensive linemen out, especially how improved that they have played in the offensive line, not just that, Rob, the backups played incredibly well. Joe Mixon got his first touchdown, I think they were saying, since week nine. You know, Jamar mm. Chase is making plays. T. Higgins making plays. Hayden Hurst catching uh, crucial first down play, uh, catches. The Bengals, and they even said it themselves, it was disrespectful to already have Atlanta selling tickets for the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, they looked at that as a complete disrespect. Now, I don't want to give disrespect to Josh Allen. <laughs> I okay, okay. I kind of want to get a little bit because it's like, all right, bro. Like, I mean, you, I mean, you you hit the nail right on the head, Robin. You know, obviously because you know you're an Eagles fan, so you understand how valuable line of scrimmage play is on offense and defense. To whereas the Bills, it's like, well, they have pretty much everything else but that. And it showed. And you have Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. You just have everyone just getting after their ass. Logan Wilson is tackling his former Wyoming teammate and Josh Allen. Like, he's laying him out. You can saw Josh Allen bleeding. Like, it, that looked like a playoff high-level, high-intensity-level game, and it was still a complete ass-kicking. <laughs> like, it, and, and Justin even said it right at 14 and nothing, and you were even just be like, oh, man, you sound, you kind of sound like little right now, and Justin was like, bro, this is legitimately over. He was calling it was <laughs> over at 14 to nothing. He was like, dude, like, it's, I, and I can kind of see where he was coming from because when you have a Buffalo Bill team who's just so fixated on downfield shots and big plays and explosive plays, only to have, I think it was, what, eight yards in the first quarter total, it, Gosh, that's a significant disadvantage already, especially when you're down two touchdowns with a offense that's kind of looking better than you right now. And, the, and when you're at home, Rob, 
I know Josh Allen's your boy. I love him too, mm-hmm. but I know you, you love Josh Allen. And you were even the first to even before anyone was saying, just be like, he's turning the ball over too much and he's making a lot of reckless plays. Like, what are you doing? Like, bro, like, just do, do this, do this, do this. And just, and now this is the ending. It's getting a little weird with Stefan Diggs. I don't know if you were going to mention that. I, I know you saw the videos that I did. Justin talked about it. Rob, your boy's probably going to hear this. So g- give him a little bit of a shoulder to cry on. Give him a little tough love. What? what I mean, you're smirking and you're doing the little uh, Sherlock Holmes, like, you know, chin rubbing ponder. Like, you got something to say. And, and clearly you've been wanting to say it. So just. I guess Dylan, just go ahead and say <laughs> I'm upset, Dylan. I as am. is everyone in Bill's Mafia, as you should be. Like, your boy got his ass kicked, and it was so visible. This was embarrassing. You, you can't, I can't even dump on Giants fans because this was the worst loss of the weekend. This was clear favorites, right? Everybody was picking it. Like you said, the disrespect, the NFL is selling tickets to the Mercedes Dome. I've got Chiefs fans in my backyard that have already bought tickets lining up for those refunds. Just like Joe said, better get those refunds. Mm. Dylan, this game was over when the NFL pregame released a graphic of Joey Burr, Joe Shiesty, Joe Poole in the snow. When you sent me that, oh, Throwing a ball, so nonchalant, just whipping it, and they did. They had the slow motion HD cam from the low angle. That's when the game was over. That was the coldest clip <laughs> I've seen all season long. I mean, these guys are out there with that much swag and that much confidence in Buffalo, New York, and the Bills were the team that seemed like they didn't want to be there. You know what this reminded me of, Dylan? When the Niners went into Green Bay and beat that last season when the when oh. the packers didn't want to play because it was negative degrees outside and the west coast team came in there and bullied the bullies in their backyard that's what happened man the bills reminded me of almost like a uh, a tony dungy colts team where great great in pass pro great at all this stuff but they didn't have the meanness they didn't have the nastiness the ferocity to get a run game going and you know who had a run game the Bengals, because they're built for that Nobody believes in them. They play in the AFC North, Dylan. They're in a street fight every day. That's what they do. Baltimore. Yes, they fight. They know. Vontez Perfect, Antonio Brown, Ray Lewis. I mean, they've got criminals. Thank you, James (laughs) Harrison. Criminals. (laughs) Criminals out there. It is scary. Yeah, like they're not scared of a little bit of snow and Josh Allen. So. You know, just the performance and the poise. Again, Dylan, tip of the cap to you. I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I've been wrong about a lot. I didn't think Trevor had arrived, and boy, did I not think Joe Burrow was this good. But I think it's time for us to quit ignoring him. I'm not going to overlook him anymore. He's absolutely outplayed Josh Allen, maybe in my rankings as well for next season. Top two, top three, he's got to be at this point. I mean, listen, Dylan, they have two number one receivers. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are both bonafide number ones. And Joe Burrow makes everybody better. Hayden Hurst, Mixon, it doesn't matter who he has out there. They're just, Dylan, Mike Hilton came on a DB blitz like three plays in a row and the Bills couldn't figure it out. Smash Josh Allen. Smash Josh Allen from the blind side. I mean, it's just, this game was embarrassing, man. I didn't want to watch it, you know. 
And I just I can understand I that. Just I mean, Coach Lou, uh, the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, he's he, he he sees blood in the water, and obviously he saw blood on the field with Josh Allen. But and Dylan, so, lastly, I gotta say, I know we're moving along, but there is trouble in paradise. Got to mention that. So mm. Diggs, we all heard about him storming out of the locker room. We did, but. I have this from Bills Mafia fans themselves on the internet. They said that this has been brewing for weeks. They say they've noticed a chink in the armor for about three or four weeks. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs haven't been buddy-buddy like they usually are, joking around, stuff like that. In this game, when Josh Allen scored his touchdown, Diggs did not go over to celebrate. I watched the video back to confirm. Did not go celebrate with Josh Allen at all. You saw him yell at Josh Allen on the very first pass. Josh Allen overthrows Diggs. Diggs is immediately turning around and yelling at Josh Allen. He was shaking his head, yelling on the ball where Diggs caught it later in the game. It was a low pass. He stands up yelling at Josh Allen to get the ball up. The vibes were off, Dylan. And I know you're all about the vibes. They are – something's going on there, man. That's definitely something to watch because, as Isaiah McKenzie pointed out, the conversation that him and Diggs had, pretty much it was the same questions of – how does this keep like how does the same thing keep happening year after year? But I mean well you know, I don't know where I would stand with Diggs and Allen because I mean Allen already I mean, I'm sorry, Diggs pretty much already forced his way out of Minnesota, but we can see why you're playing with a much better quarterback. You're still playing with a defensive head coach, which uh before we moved on, I, I wanted to get in one little last point. Um Rob, I think Sean McDermott I think he's on a little bit of a hot seat next year, especially if they don't at least get to the AFC championship. I know that they haven't mm. got past the second round, but if they don't at least get to the AFC title, like I, I think they may look elsewhere because I think they may want to put Josh Allen with a offensive-style head coach who could at least help develop an offensive line lineman and run game to help Josh Allen because – he was literally doing everything, but I like Kevin Connolly in Minnesota. <clears throat> Last little dagger I want to throw at the Bills, Dylan. You just mentioned it. Sean McDermott is supposed to be some sort of defensive specialty head coach. He came from mm. the Jim Johnson coaching tree in Philly. That mm. defense was trash. So mm. trash. And they got the playmakers to do it, but I mean they have been Figured hit with out. injuries, but yeah, so is everyone else. But I'll tell you someone who has figured it out as far as not just playing subpar teams, but also what seems as though is playing quote-unquote America's team, embarrassing America's team, maybe not making them big, fantastic big-time plays, but, Rob, enough plays to get a win. San Francisco taking care of the Cowboys. I can understand how you probably didn't want to watch this game because your phone is continuously blowing up over, let's just say, <laughs> premature conclusions. <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the better team won, I believe, and the quarterback yes. who played better did what he needed to do to put his team in position to win. And the other quarterback, who has been now called out by the star cornerback, the star pass rusher, and the Cowboys' official Twitter, and I guess somewhat the owner in a way, <laughs> threw two picks, should have been three, including a pick six towards the end. 
Rob, I had a Dallas Cowboy fan send me a text saying, no offense to Dak, he needs to go, and they need to trade up to get Anthony Richardson. <laughs> like, you have <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Was this man very high, and does he live in Memphis? Both of those are correct, <laughs> yes. And it's not who you think it is. It's someone okay, totally okay. different. Um, yeah, it's someone completely different. Uh, I, I don't think Stash even really watched that many Florida games, but even if he did, I'm sure Thank he would like Richardson. But still, here we are again, Rob. Another year has come and gone. Anyone who's, what, at this point 28 and under or 29, almost 30 of – well, everyone keeps saying the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl, but here we are. They, they don't. And they, <laughs> second year in a row where the last play of their season is very questionable. You got Zeke Elliott at center looking like the little Giants meme where you just have someone just get pummeled into the ground and you have the other receiver that gets completely lit up and everyone's like, all right, well, that's the game. You know, they gave Kirk Cousins shit for throwing a little flat out route where it's like Dak basically did the same thing, except he had less linemen. He had his running back <laughs> snapping him the ball. It was pretty much the same situation. But I'm happy for Brock Purdy because we saw Brock Purdy play at Iowa State. We know what he's capable of. And now they're on a trajectory to, and we saw those stats earlier today, Rob. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, they had what? What seemed like five touchdowns apiece the last time they played each other against when they were in Iowa State and Oklahoma. It's going to be entertaining, but we don't talk too much about Dallas. We need to, though, because you already pointed out they say that there's security, mm. but but you as a con and me to some point as a conspiracy theorist, it's just like, well, saying one thing when you're the biggest brand is – one thing, just to at least keep people off the speculation, but doing it is completely different. And, Rob, do you think this has more to do with Dak struggling or with Mike McCarthy just kind of just, again, just being just, I guess, just there? Like, it's just, <laughs> like they say, just like, all right, the worst thing you can do is just basically just, you know, cause a spectacle and then there's the others where it's like well i mean if you're just there you know what you know what harm can that do i guess if he's just there you just don't win playoff games <laughs> yeah i think this one dylan you know normally i would heap the blame on mike mccarthy i'm not that big of a fan he seems kind of douchey you know he's from the old school cloth i don't know if it's he or aaron up there in green bay that was the problem they both can come off as douchey they, but i think i like both aaron got more. their own we're, seeing, we're starting <laughs> to see both of them have their own issues yeah so that that combo was bad but on this one you know I, i've been a dac defender uh a dacist a dac apologist to the max i'll admit that i've been wrong about a lot this year but in this game i can't really go to bat for Dak. i don't think he played terrible he shows some of the elite throws some of the downfield throws he can make to cd lamb who is just really really good but still needs to take that next next step they need a number two receiver dylan gallup you know gallup's coming back off of injuries 400 yards isn't going to cut it 400 yards last year is going to cut it he's in a contract year interesting to see what they do there but the tony pollard injury really really hurt mm. them 
I wanted to talk to you about that. Uh, mm. You know, concerns moving forward. He's in a contract year. Do they get him on a discount? Does he walk in free agency? Do they tag him? Look, Dylan, this game kind of did come down to Dak, right? Dan Quinn did his job. Did. The job was don't let the Niners score. And the Niners defense did their job. Their job was beat the Cowboys into submission with our will because we're bigger and physically more imposing. And that's what they did, right? That defense is scary, scary. Uh, you Fred mentioned Warner it, was on a coverage play against CeeDee Lamb and had a pass breakup in case no one saw that. In case you didn't see it, Fred <laughs> Warner came from the B-gap, so the opposite side of the formation, filling the gap, looking like he's going to blitz, drop back in coverage on the opposite side, covered CeeDee Lamb 20-plus yards downfield and had a PBU with no PI on the play. No pass interference, gets his head around on the ball. Beautiful. You know how many linebackers in the league can do that? Fred Warner. You're looking at him. Fred Warner. Yeah. The soul. One. So, <laughs> one. Just one. So, you know, the Cowboys did their job. Dan Quinn, heck of a game. Coached a great game. God, uh, I hope not, Denver hires him. Man, Niners I defensive coordinator. Um, I'm forgetting his name. He's in the running for head coach. Is D'Amico. Oh, uh, D'Amico, D'Amico Ryan's. Ryan's. Heck of a game, man. you got to love these guys. So, for in sure. my opinion, the difference was one guy didn't make mistakes, Brock Purdy, and the other one did, Dak Prescott. You're looking at a, a seventh-round pick. A rookie, last pick in the draft, didn't make the crucial mistakes that Dak Prescott made. Listen, Dakota, this one's on you. You got to figure it out. You got all this guaranteed money handed to you. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm making a change. And like you alluded mm. to, Dylan, it might not be with Dak. So, well, I mean, Rob, we looked at it earlier. Um, not, oh, I'm sorry, not this off season, but next off season, you can. You can get rid of Dak and Zeke with very little repercussions, but mm. I mean it's it, it's definitely something to uh, definitely something to watch. But speaking of something to watch, is it's Championship Sunday. We got the Final Four, and what and Rob, what seems right about this Final Four is that it's the four teams that we've all kind of speculated. Like, all right, these teams are pretty much separating themselves away. You know, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the and the Bengals, it was always kind of like a three-horse race, you know, towards yep. the end. Everyone just kind of just thought, all right, it's going to be one of these t- one of these three teams is going to uh, play in the Super Bowl, and the other two, or I'm sorry, two of these three are going to play each other in the AFC Championship. And, you know, here we are. And uh, the Bengals, they got to be feeling – stupid confident right now and then obviously in the nfc not as dynamic in quarterbacks as the afc but still just as you know tough physical you know there's a running element and then the two teams that were just basically just physically dominant and just physically imposed their will pretty much all season were the eagles and the niners and you know here they are right now so Rob, the Final Four just feels right. And not Mm. only does it feel right, my friend, it eludes and validates some points that we all have made on this podcast. Whereas, what is the league coming to nowadays? Or what is it? What is it uh, possibly going to get to? And we've said pretty much from the start, it's smart quarterback play, smart coaching, and weapons, Eagles with Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, seems to be working pretty well. As you were just talking about the last pick and Mr. Irrelevant, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, also seems to be working pretty well. The Bengals, 
I still have my questions about Zach Taylor, but I can't deny he's won five playoff games in a 12-month span, whereas the Bengals had five playoff wins in a 53-year span before Joe <laughs> Burrow got there. So, And I also think it's kind of cool where he gives the game ball to a local bar. So him, Joe Burrow, weapons, and their front office, they're already saying that they're willing to change pretty much everything. Well, they kind of need to because Joe Burrow is the real Tiger King. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Brett Veach. Rob, it makes sense. The league is becoming predictable for us because now you, I, Justin, we're just pretty much just asking who's the head coach, who's the quarterback, what are the weapons they have, and more importantly, who's in the front office, who's running the front office, and here we are, the final four teams. Feels as though every single one of them have a stable foundation. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to watching both of these games. They're going to be, I mean, what last week was pretty entertaining. As you were saying, the Eagles and the, the Giants, yeah, you don't want to see a blowout in the second round. But, I mean, again, the talent gap was just, it, it yeah. was just unfair. You, I mean, we, we we don't normally see that, but... This week feels as though, hey, Rob, both spreads are minus two, and I think it was Eagles and Chiefs. So it's almost a basically a pick 'em game with both matchups, as it should be. All four teams are incredible, top to bottom, multiple star level players, Pro Bowl level players, high character guys, low character guys, but we don't really talk about them. They just, you know, know their role and play good football. But. Uh, Man, uh, representing the AFC, going Joe Burrow. Picked against them last week. Again, they're feeling confident. They beat, they're three and zero against a healthy Patrick Mahomes. Even if Patrick Mahomes is eighty five percent, Coach Lou is going to just be sending all the pressure. And then obviously, I, I'm going with the birds. It's it's great how Brock Purdy has an amazing team of. Elite Pro Bowl level players, but Brock Purdy wasn't a possible MVP candidate. And Jalen Hurts at eighty five percent, I still think is better than Brock Purdy at one hundred percent. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Bengals and Eagles Super Bowl, and man, that is that would be electric right now. I like the way you think, my friend. You've never said a false word in your life, Dylan. You are the truth. Yeah, I, I take back everything I said about you, man. I take it back. You're going birds. I, I'm with you. Again, Listen. most people will appreciate a lot of my opinions and say it takes <laughs> long after I'm gone, and I right. as, as it should be. Right, of course, of course. Look, let me start with the uh, let me start with the future of the NFL. I said it. The 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 new face of the NFL. Mahomes is the face, but. Joe Burrow is quickly ascending to be that guy that they want, right? They want that. They've kind of got two demographics here. They've got the black, cool, mixed guy. they got the white guy that they want. They've got exactly what they want, two clean-cut guys with swag, with live arms, with smarts. And what you're seeing is a battle of two of the most intelligent quarterbacks in the league. Joe Burrow is the most talented. That would be Mahomes or Josh Allen. But he is arguably the most intelligent quarterback in the league. So, Dylan, for me – it's the Bengals. Shout out to Cole. I don't know if you listen to this, but he got to go to that game and got to watch them beat down Buffalo in the snow Cole. with this girl, Cole and Haley. So, 
Uh, what a what a game to go to. What a memory to make. Their wedding your may be orange and black now. Yeah. Like, like instead of Haley being like in a white dress, like their wedding may legitimately be just Bengal themed, or just <laughs> everyone wear a Joe Burrow jersey, or yes. of, of some kind. Yes, but. Uh, I know you got to run here soon. I don't want to hold you, Dylan. So quickly, uh, it's the Bengals, and for me, it's easy. I think Mahomes will be at about 30%. I think you're being very generous. Ooh. That high ankle sprain is very, very significant. He had adrenaline. He, he got shot up. He had all this stuff going on. He left in a walking boot. I don't care what he's done today. He left on Sunday in a boot. It's going to be nasty. So uh, I, mm. I think he's going to be about 35%. I would put the house on the Bengals. I think they returned. Bengal money line, people. You yeah. heard it here. You heard it <laughs> and in the other one, oh man, I haven't picked the Eagles all season long like this in a big matchup, not because I don't love them, but I'm going with my heart and my head. Like you said it, Jalen Hurts is the X factor in this game. I know it's Debo, it's CMC. Listen, we need to pay attention to that calf. CMC is nursing a calf injury. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell gives you a little punch, but – CMC gives you one of the most dynamic players in the league. If he is limited, sure, you got Debo, you got this, but it changes that offense, Dylan. When CMC came in, they started willing. If Jalen Hurts plays like he did last week, I think they're unstoppable. The Eagles have the horses up front, the front four, and we've got a secondary. So let's see Brock make a mistake. You want to throw a mistake to Darius Slay? You want to throw a mistake to Bradbury? How about C.D. Deuce? No, sir. We've got the guys in the back end to punish you that Dallas does not, and I think they will. I think Brock Purdy gets a significant interception in this game, and that might change it. I'm loving it, man. It's going to be a great weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us. As Rob was saying, I have, fortunately, I have to get going. I uh, have to pick up my truck. Uh, one of my tires was leaking oil, and apparently I have to get a refit or um, just <laughs> have to just get a whole Wait, new one. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was about to say, I should probably just do something a little different, but no, I just have to just simply just get a tire just fixed, but I have to uh, simply just keep going. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you again. It's always a pleasure for Rob to come in and give us his insight and pretty much a little bit of uh, in his feels, especially if his boys didn't do well, you know, kind of just letting him know that, hey, I care about you, but it's like, hey, it just, you know, you know, you. You make the big bucks for a reason, and, you know, that gives me the right to say what I need to, and the same thing with myself <laughs> as well. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us. Continue to subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everyone. Let everyone know that we're still continuing to grow. Love all the new listeners. Continue to share with everyone, new listeners. Thank you so much. Again, another special shout-out to Julie, and keep doing your thing. Keep grinding up in L.A., And Rob, as always, who dat? Gang, gang, go birds.